0: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. Welcome, friends and family, to another episode of the Backdoor Cut Show, brought to you by the Barnburner Podcast Network. Uh, Subscribe to the Barnburner Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your audio, and you'll hear more shows like this, plus theater and college hoops, and some of our other great podcasts. I'm Zach, you can find me on Twitter, at BarnburnerBro, and today... I'm, I come to you with heavy heart as the Tigers have fallen to Tom Crean's previously uh, nine and three Georgia Bulldogs. They came into the FedEx forum and I don't, I don't know necessarily if they took care of business so much as Memphis took themselves out of the game uh, in crucial moments. I think that might be fair to say uh, not to take anything away from Georgia. They did play, very tough, were a much more staunch opponent than I think a lot of people were expecting. And while many people are saying on Twitter, seeing a bunch of people say that this Georgia team is terrible, it shouldn't have happened, well, if you actually go and look, these two teams are super similar on paper. Both teams struggle to shoot from pretty much anywhere. We're familiar with the Tigers' three-point percentage woes and also their Terrible free throw shooting that they've had on and off this season. Georgia has also had those issues. Uh, Troubles on the boards, which Memphis has improved upon uh, in a lot of ways. And they've won a lot more rebounding battles uh, as as of late, as Precious has gone in and taken over a lot of basketball games and really solidified himself down in the post and has really cut down on a lot of the Tigers' opponents' offensive rebounds, which has been very important. The past four games, there's been a trend where the Tigers have improved on their defensive rebounding and not giving up as many second chance points. Uh, Over the past four games, not including this one, Memphis has allowed 25% or less offensive rebounding percentage from their opponents, and in three of the four previous games, their opponents had a 35% offensive rebounding percentage or higher, capping out at almost 45% in the UAB game. So uh, something that Memphis has improved on. Uh, we, kn- we know that Memphis's defense has been incredible this year. Uh, right now, they actually have the best uh, defensive effective field goal percentage. So essentially, their opponents shoot – the worst in the country at 40%, according to Ken Palm. That part is great. And Memphis went into this game uh, knowing what they needed to do. Georgia, Georgia's offense is centered around several guys, but the main guy, obviously, Anthony Edwards. That guy is a flash-in-the-pan score. He can get buckets, put up 37 points against Michigan State, went red-hot, Memphis game plan for him did incredibly well. He's going to be a top five draft pick next year, most likely. Very uh, getting a lot of James Harden comps. Uh, he's a big guy, NBA ready body. But today, Memphis played exceptional defense on him. And that is something that you cannot take away from the Tigers. Uh, Penny definitely game planned well there. Uh, most of the game, Lester Quinones was on him, and he was playing deny defense. He wasn't helping off of him at all, and also in the second half a lot, Alex Lomax was getting the assignment, had two critical steals down the stretch. For the game, Anthony Edwards, who was averaging 18 points a game, he ended with 13 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists, but he did all this on 4 of 17 shooting. That's 24%. So that, that that was a great job by the Tiger backcourt. Uh, Really helped narrow down the focus. And I said coming in, I wrote a preview on this game. Uh, You can find that up on the-barnburner.com. I said going into the game that you need to make someone else beat you. Anthony Edwards should not be the guy to beat you on this roster. And he was not the guy that beat us today. Uh, Also, Rayshon Hammonds, their big fellow, he had 15 points, 12 rebounds on 7 of 18 shooting. The guys did a really good job down low of neutralizing him. Yes, he had 15 points, but on 18 shots, he was not he was not getting easy buckets. The Tigers did defend the rim as they have done pretty much all season. Opponents only shoot 39% from two-point range against them. That includes shots at the rim. I mean, that's that's very good. Memphis has four guys that are averaging over one block per game. Where Memphis really struggled today was defending some shots on the perimeter. Now, Georgia has been a very bad three-point shooting team this year. Unfortunately, today they were not. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that they were wide open. They made uh, 10 of their 22 three-point shots, good for 45%. Man, what I wouldn't get for Memphis to have a 45% three-point shooting game. So 10, 10 threes made. Three of them from Gresham. Number zero, who I believe all of his threes, he had a trio of them, were wide open. Now, yes, you want to force three-point shots. You want to force them to take shots away from the hoop, but a wide-open shot is not exactly what you're looking for. So... You can check a couple boxes. You defended Anthony Edwards beautifully. Rayshon Hammonds, he got a lot of rebounds, but he also played a lot of minutes. You know, he he's gonna get those. He's a big physical guy. The Tigers didn't give him anything down there. Made him shoot 18 shots to earn his 15 points, and then Gresham goes out there, gets 12 and 8 with three wide open threes, and ultimately that is something that really really hurt the Tigers who. Uh, for themselves, only hit 7 of 22 three-pointers. That's only 32%. And that that's just not going to get the job done at that high volume. But what really killed the Tigers was their free throw shooting. 11 of 20 on the afternoon. That's 55%. Georgia who this whole season has not gotten to the line much, and when they do, they only have shot 66% on the season. They were 7 of 11, so they took that uh, they shot 63%. Still not good. That's closer to their season average. But Memphis shot 55% from the line, left up to 9 points on the table, and in a 3-point loss, that's it. That's right there. Those are points that you have to have. Now, Memphis did uh, out-rebound the Bulldogs, 44-39. to uh, That was impressive. That was a, a key to the game for sure uh, in the pregame notes that I had. Beat Georgia on offensive glass. Georgia had 10 offensive rebounds to Memphis's 15. Both teams had 16 turnovers. A lot of Memphis' came very early. I think at one point it was... They had 8-2 to two or something like that, and then their defense really tightened up. The game was tied going into the half, uh, 37 apiece. Memphis started off the game slow, as they have pretty much seemed to do almost every game this season. Started the game off slow, fought back, tied 37 at half, then came out, started the second half on a 9-2 to two run. But something that uh, I haven't mentioned yet is that the rotation was tightened up a lot DJ Jeffries sat with uh, what, what's being called an illness right on the heels of a huge game against Tulane. He had double figure scoring, uh, seven assists, seven rebounds. And, you know, he's a big impactful player. Easily one of the top three impact players on this Memphis Tiger roster. So to not have him, to not have his length was a very big handicap for Memphis, for Coach Hardaway. He had to make a lot of decisions. He shuffled a couple guys in there. Um, so Isaiah Maurice did draw the start. He hit one three, his only shot of the game. He only played seven minutes. He played the first the first three minutes of the game on the dot, came out at 17 left. And then in the second half, he played three minutes and one second, and then got a little bit more time uh, somewhere else in the second half in the first half he looked pretty abysmal he looked very lost second half those 3 minutes that he was able to give the tigers were were very good played solid defense grabbed a couple rebounds played like you needed someone to play penny just penny didn't go back to him uh, there were uh, were a couple rebounds that he lost that he could have had uh next guy precious tchu played all but 2 minutes he earned 20 points 15 rebounds on uh, 16 shots, he had 50% of his shots. Two of three from three. His three-point stroke looks good. Much better than his uh, free throw shot, actually. He also earned three blocks in the 38 minutes, like I mentioned. So a chew-up. He played the best. I tweeted this out. He played the best first half of the entire season for him, hands down. Most of the games this year, he's, it seems like he's waited until the second half to kind of get his act together. But today he really came and he came to play the entire game. He was a little gassed towards the end. And Memphis, uh, I, I I believe and I think most fans believe that he should have been fed the ball more there towards the end. He was getting the job done. The guards were really struggling to score. In fact the Tigers did not get a bucket in the last four minutes of the game. You're not going to close out anyone not getting a bucket in the last four minutes. We'll kind of circle back to how the game finished up. I definitely have some thoughts on that. Another guy who had a big game, Lester Quinones and the box score. It's not going to look incredible. Eight points and five rebounds on three and nine shooting, but he had arguably the toughest assignment and that was to guard Anthony Edwards. He took it personally And if you could see the look in his eyes, he was hellbent on not letting Edwards get the ball. He was not helping off the ball. He was playing deny. He didn't slack off two passes away. No, he was right on Edwards, and it really showed. As I mentioned, Edwards is only four of 17 from the field. Huge props to Quinonez. That was a great game. doesn't show up in the box score, but we were watching, and we appreciate it. Damian Ball, 8 points, 6 rebounds, 3 of 10 from the field. Now, ah, Ball was kind of all over the place. Sometimes he would be impactful. I think a lot of his impact came from the glass. Memphis was very played very small a lot of the game. Played with 4 guards and Precious kind of down the stretch. Uh, without Lance Thomas... Malco, Maurice, none of those guys were in, so by de fact by default, he was kind of coming in, crashing the boards, and that's how he collected six rebounds. Being athletic, uh, so he was helpful there. Really struggled to convert at the rim. He got to the dish several times, and I think his three of ten field goal uh, shows that he really struggled to convert on what would have been some very important points for the Tigers. Boogie Ellis. Ten points, eight rebounds. All those points came in the first half. You you had this feeling it was going to be like the NC State game. You were going to have a big boogie game. You needed someone to step up with Jeffries out and have a big game offensively. You know DJ's good for double-digit points. We needed to replace those somewhere. And unfortunately, that didn't happen for Memphis, who scores over 80 points a game to only score 62 points. That, that, that just isn't going to cut it, even with – Memphis' staunch defense. Lance Thomas, ooh, please don't shoot threes, man. He played just a few minutes, and he had three threes, wide open. I think two of them drew iron, maybe. It, it was pretty rough to see. Shot doesn't seem broke, but those were not indicative of A person that needs to be shooting threes. That's why they were wide open. That's a big difference in the game. Georgia's guys, Rosey Occasion, hit their big threes. While our guys did not. Tyler Harris, 0-4 from beyond the arc. Tyler really just, he he was not feeling it today. He didn't get a ton of run. He played less than 20 minutes today. Penny said after the game that, uh, in his press conference, that looking back he didn't think that he did a good job spreading the minutes out and that he relied too much on a tight rotation. Ah, I guess. But Tyler wasn't doing anything when he was in there necessarily. He he was struggling to hit his shots. He had a couple ones that he really needed to see him go through. He had a free throw line jumper. I thought that was going to be the one to go in and for him to start getting hot then. You know, see that shot go in, start feeling it. Let's get going. Need a big Tyler game. Didn't happen. Maybe next time, but it just wasn't in the cards today. My man, Alo. 11 points. This guy just does, he does a little bit of everything. You need Alo out there on the floor as much as you possibly can. As much as that guy can go, you need him on the court. 11 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 steals. What in the world? What a crazy stat line. Like, that's a legit game by Alo. He keeps having legit game after legit game after legit game. Got the highest PER on the team. He's the most consistent guy. The only thing I have to say about him is that 80% of the time when he's going to the goal, he's not even looking at the goal. He's not fooling anyone. He's trying to pass. Now, I get it. You're unselfish, but we need you to be able to finish at the rim. Uh, and, and that that uh, Hammonds guy... Yeah, he's a big, imposing guy. Alo needs to just add that floater to his game. He took a couple later in the game; they didn't fall. But if that's something that he can add to his game, kind of like uh, like you see Tyus Jones, Mike Conley. Granted, those guys are very good at floaters, but if Alex can just develop some semblance of one, then he's going to have a very strong impact when he's going to the rim and becomes that dual threat not just to pass, and people have to respect the fact that he's also trying to score a bucket. So we've run through most of the guys that got uh, the, the lion's share of the minutes. I want to talk a little bit about the strategy towards the end of the game. Well, really, the game in its entirety. Something I looked up after the game is Memphis' pace and their offensive efficiency. In this game there the pace was 72 possessions. That is the it's tied for the third slowest game. So Memphis played Tennessee in that drag' them out game that was rough and tough to see and was also the, their least efficient game. So that they scored uh, 77 points per 100 possessions. That's what they were on pace for. Next slowest nc state and uab now this one illinois chicago and georgia played at a pace of 72 possessions the tigers were on pace to score 86 points per 100 possessions if you extrapolate that out the worst games that they had were the 77 points pay or 77 point offensive rating against tennessee 85 versus Little Rock, and 86 against Georgia. If you watch this game, I think you know what this means. It means that if we play slow, we are not going to get the looks that we want. I don't know how to look this up, but if you do, please let me know. I want to know how many points or how many times Memphis scores when they let the shot clock get under, say, 12 seconds before the offense gets initiated. I would venture to say that it's probably less than 15%. So many times Memphis would bring the ball up the court, space it out, we're going to play a five out, looks like we're going to do some dribble handoff, dribble drive or something. Nothing happens. Guys are even literally looking at each other in the face and pointing different directions as if there's mass confusion out there of what the heck's supposed to be going on. Several times that ended in shot clock violations or bad decisions. Memphis has to push the pace. There's no point in setting up because it literally is a handicap to the offense right now as it's set up. It, forces bad entry pa- it causes the guards to make bad entry passes, lets the defense get set. And I understand that probably had to do a lot to do with the fact that Penny only played five guys over 20 minutes today. We had a guy 25, 26, 32, 35, 38, everyone else less than 20, some in single digits. But as it stands right now, the Memphis offense cannot function at what is not a breakneck pace. They've got to push the ball. Push the pace. Look for open shooters. Look for precious cutting. That's how this Tiger offense is going to score. We've got the defensive side down. This team is a incredibly good. Brim protecting team. and If you look at the defense. In the guards. Like Alex and Les. You know it's a staunch court as well but for the love of everything either figure out an offense or we got to keep the pace up the entire game also in the last minute and a half georgia was up one and coach hardaway elected not to foul so instead of fouling which the tigers had only Committed three or four, don't remember exactly, three or four fouls in the half. You need seven fouls to get into the bonus. So they had multiple fouls to give before the bonus even came around. Which, in a tight game like this, you might end up needing to put your opponent on the line. Which is what happened. So Georgia hits a jumper to go up 64 to 61. Well, guess what they do? Memphis is taking the ball down the court. Tom Crean fouls. Now, there's this like age-old debate. If you're up three, do you foul? Put him on the line. Well, when you're facing Memphis, who is a 60-something percent free-throw shooter in a one in one situation, and also it's a one in one situation, I think that Tom Crean made the right call there. So, uh, the free throws happen. Then Memphis has to put... Georgia on the line, and the clock ultimately goes from 12 seconds to 8 seconds because we had to commit extra fouls to get into the bonus so that we could have a chance to get the ball back. Now, that four seconds may not seem like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, that would have given Memphis four extra seconds to actually bring the ball down the court instead of a half-court shot to close out the game. Now, Anthony Edwards ended up on the line, up three. I did not expect this. He did miss He missed his first free throw, the front end of the one-and-one. One. Memphis got the ball, called timeout. But there was there's only so much that you can do with two seconds from across the court. Now, if Memphis had those four seconds back, you can get from one end of the court to the other in six seconds and get off a reasonable shot. So that, that clock management, I think that... Tom Crean just showed his level of coaching experience in that moment, and uh, Memphis Memphis looked looked pretty young. You know, maybe next time Penny will opt to put Georgia, a 66% free throw shooting team, on the line. Take your chances there instead of letting them have an opportunity to run the shot clock down in a situation where you're losing, and then hit a shot. It's a big gamble. Uh, I wish that we had just hedged and put them on the line, similar to how they did us. That's just what the odds say that you should do. All that being said, it was a very fun game. It was a very tough game. It's a hard game to lose. Memphis was previously ranked ninth, hovering around that 30 in Ken Palm. Georgia was around the 60 in Ken Palm, unranked. I think that this Bulldog team is better than the rankings will show them, but they should not beat Memphis on their home court. They shouldn't beat a top 10 team on their home court, even if they're without their third best player. Memphis just shot terrible from beyond the arc and the free throw line. That true shooting percentage for today had to have been pretty garbage. Both teams shot under 40% overall from the field. So that, that lines up with what we expected from the Georgia side, and you had to hope that Memphis was going to shoot a little bit better. Ultimately, they didn't. Uh, very impressive games by Achua, Quinones, and Alo. Hopefully next game, uh, DJ will be back in the fold. Coming up against uh, Wichita State, the Tigers travel to Wichita to play currently number 24 Wichita State on Thursday. That'll be a big game to tune into to keep conference play going. It kicked off the other night against Tulane, which we didn't even talk about Tulane, but I think that team is better than the computers say they are. That's a tough team with K.J. Lawson. Got a couple other guys that I really know what they're doing. It's a totally new team from last year. Last year they were very bad, but got a lot more going for them this year. So conference play is going to be very fun. Memphis, you know, they could not afford to lose too many games. They're hoping to get a high seed. I think that the committee right now, even Memphis wins their conference tournament, it's going to be tough for them to put Memphis above a five seed or so. They don't have the star power of James Wiseman. They've lost a game at home to an unranked opponent. That just kind of hurts them. Uh, We'll see what happens. A lot of the big names have fallen this year, pretty much everyone. So they could be a lot of shakeup. Uh, Memphis is only favored to lose in two of their remaining games. This upcoming one against Wichita State on the road and also Houston on the road, which comes later at the end of the season. So if the Tigers can take care of business in the remaining games, they're supposed to win and then steal one of those. They'll be in pretty good shape. You know, that's still a very good record and puts the committee in a situation where they have to make a decision. Still way better, way more exciting basketball than we've had over the past, what is it now, four years, five years. It's been a long time since we've been to the tournament. So, you know, I think we have a lot to be thankful for at this stage of the game. Uh, Again, if you like the podcast, subscribe to the Burner Podcast Network. On Apple Podcast, Stitcher, uh, anywhere else you get your audio. Check out the barnburner.com for game previews, game recaps, a lot of Tiger and Grizzlies talk. You can find me, Zach, on Twitter at Barnburner Bro. And until next time, go Tigers.